Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your friendly neighborhood podcast where we come together, drink some beer, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. Tonight is episode 37. I'm your host, Matt Tapia. Uh, with us tonight uh, from a hotel room, get to be named, is Cameron. Hello, Cameron. Hey, it's a Fairfield Inn in Athens, Tennessee. Woo! Athens, is that west, middle, or east Tennessee? East, it's kind of southish of Knoxville. Hmm. You know, they called Nashville the Athens of the South. Yeah, I was thinking about that on my drive over last night. It probably pissed Athens, the actual city in Tennessee, off. Not to mention Athens, Georgia, and presumably Athens, Mississippi, which I assume exists. I think there's a lot of Athens. Not quite as proliferate as Springfield, but common nonetheless. So Indeed. Well, we're glad you could join us, Cameron. And with us always is Santa. Hello, Santa. Hey, what's up? Santa, uh, enjoying the NBA playoffs as yeah, our own yeah. only yeah. NBA playoff advent watcher in the podcast panel? They've been pretty good. I think the – I mean, it's weird without a crowd, but I think it's it's leveled the playing field a little bit. There's no home court advantage. There isn't. Um, so when they pipe in the sound, do the players hear it or just the TV they don't, audience? They don't actually pipe. Their, their sound, it's like almost an arena, arena noise, and then they've got the you know the, the video screens with the fans. There might be some noises from them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not as, like, uh, fake as, like, the NFL sounds. Mm. Well, uh, what is not – uh, fake is the shooting, which tends to be pretty strong right now. And they yeah. claim that maybe the sight lines is a lot different in that smaller basketball arena, leading to you know slightly more accurate uh, scoring. You're not distracted by fans in the crowd. Yeah, eyes yeah. are surprised. Well, this is not a sports podcast. It's a <laughs> pop culture media podcast. So we're going to switch gears off and welcome our. Uh, next, but maybe not last, panelist. Uh, Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm good. Maybe not last panelist. Is someone joining us? I think someone might already be here. Um, so, uh, we, 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 yeah, we might have a mystery guest. You never know. It, it could happen. So, you never know. Just calling it. All right. Uh, well, it's been a hot minute. Uh, since we last did our podcast, um, maybe back in June, Cameron, does that sound maybe about yeah, right? Yeah, that's the last, that's the last time I remember being in a hotel and doing a podcast. You know, it's hard, Cameron, to do a pop media podcast when there isn't a lot of new pop media coming out. Would you agree? Yeah, pop culture shut down because of COVID. It, it did shut down. Um, Something else that also shut down, uh, we shut down our cable. We, hmm. we cut the cord. Um, so I'll give you the short, short version. Um, we have our internet and TV, or at least had, uh, through Google Fiber. And Google Fiber announced that they were discontinuing their TV side of the service and only going to be providing internet. 
So that led us to either decide to go back with another TV provider, you know, the Comcast or AT&T's of the world, or to finally cut the cable cord and go direct to just, you know, streaming internet services only. So we did it, and so far have not really Thank missed a beat. So, uh, Santa, Nicole, are you with cable cord or without cable cord? We are, we do not have a cable service, but I think we have pretty much every streaming service in the business at this point. We just got the very basic from Comcast. You, you know, if you have the internet, you got to have at least like, oh, the, the yeah. very basic cable, which is like just the local channels. And then, yeah, I forgot, but we like never use it. And like it's cheaper than just having just the internet package. So I'm assuming Netflix, maybe Hulu. You got yep. we've got them all. We've got them all except yep. for Apple, Disney, no yeah. Apple TV. You've got YouTube TV. We got YouTube TV is what we use for our TV. Basically. Okay, is that how you watch sports like yeah, NBA? Yeah. Okay. I was on Sling for a minute, and then everything got canceled, so I canceled Sling. Then they right. sports and picked back up. So I'm, I'm trying YouTube. I mean, it's been two months now, and I like it so far. So YouTube's good. I mean. We did some tests before we cut the cord. The biggest impact is, you know, the liveliness of sports and not just the rah, rah, his boom, bah, but the actual how close to live TV it is. Yeah. Compared to our Google cable, it was maybe about 20 seconds off. Uh, to compare to satellite TV, which I think, Cameron, is what you're rocking, it's maybe closer to 35 seconds off. Um, I'm not so, rocking anything but an antenna. Right. So our, our neighbor, so we were watching the Titans game on Sunday and our neighbor rocks the HD antenna and we're both watching the Titans football game and it was a little bit of a spoiler because we had our windows open and we could hear him cheer when something good happened. Um, and that was easily 30 to 35 seconds off of our YouTube streaming. So HD antenna is mm -hmm. still the way to go if you want the closest alive. Uh, so Cameron, for your sports watching, uh, you are in a good position. I mean, that's true from a timeliness perspective, from an image quality perspective, the HD antenna can offer like the best picture, but if you have interference, then it's going to be not the best picture much, by a long shot. Yeah. Much more susceptible to, to interference. Yeah. Um, and maybe I need a better antenna, but none of them are expensive and num none of them are like, you know, different technology. So I think it's just a crapshoot of where you can stick it in your house, you know? So with all of us, you know, basically getting our entertainment through streaming services, I don't think any of us are really going to the movie theaters these days. Um, we're having to, to dive deep into the streaming libraries um what are some of the ones that you nicole and santa have come across um that maybe our audience members would want to know about i think right now we've been keeping up with lovecraft country on hbo i have not heard about this on hbo wait a minute you you do have everything now you're, you're on the yeah. hbo are you on the go or the max we got it. We got the max. Baby. We got the max, which isn't 
which isn't HBO because we don't get HBO. We have HBO Max, so we get we watch the stuff the next day. Kind of. Okay, gotcha. It's not it's not like a lot. It's That's not a it. first air thing. But. So so tell us about the show Lovecraft Country. It's uh it it takes place in the fifties and it's a you know during Jim Crow era Chicago, and it's got a lot of like H.P. Lovecraft uh, themes. It's uh it's based off a book. Uh, that came out in 2016. Uh, it's it's uh, we're six episodes in. There's probably going to be only eight episodes this season because they wrote in the book there was eight anthology stories. So, but uh, it's it's very it's a very graphic show. Oh yeah, uh, there's a lot of violence. There's violence. Uh, there are boobs. Yeah, boobs. And it's HBO. If, if, if there's not nudity, it's not really HBO. And uh, you know, a lot of racism. Uh, not not to be a surprise yeah. uh, um, the show centers around a, a a black family living in chicago this is not usual uh tv shows that you watch you tend to be a little bit more of a light-hearted fair what what turned you on to this i don't I don't it's know. spooky season, yeah, right? Yeah, it's clearly Santa didn't want to do it. I think this was a choice from the call. No, he suggested it. Actually. I, I wanted to watch it. Yeah, um, but it's like we try to watch. Uh, I think racially diverse shows um, to support that, but also it's definitely it's spooky season. So a creepy horror show is kind of I think right for the. It's the reason for the season. And it's got some great acting and stuff, and mm-hmm. a lot of you don't know the the names of the, uh, the the you may not know the people involved, but you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's okay. what it feels like. So it is it totally? It's not totally fiction. Is it partial fiction? Kind of like I mean, it, it's all fiction. I mean, it's, there's there's it's H.P. Lovecraft stuff, which is you know uh, Cthulhu and the you know demons and stuff. So there's there's a lot of there's some magic involved in this show so it's very you know it's fantasy and i mean the only realistic thing is the, is the racism that happens yeah okay so it's somewhat hocusy pocusy it's good mm. it's recommended from this this household excellent uh cameron what about yourself diving deep into that disney plus catalog <laughs> i sure am um i have been re-watching um, X-Men, the animated series from the 90s, um, but not in the order that it's on Disney Plus in the, uh, you know, date in which the people making it, like, released it to the studio, which is the closest thing you can get to, like, a chronology for episodes that were released back then. Yeah, watching um, so the on there is, is, is yeah. not, not the way to do it. <laughs> They just completely ruined, fucked up seasons three and four. Like it's in complete incoherent order. Um, but if you know what order to watch it, it's cool. Um, yeah. And then I've been playing. You asked about you asked about uh, uh, TV shows and such, but I've also been playing Red Dead Redemption too because Ooh. I'm trying to get caught up on video games as well as uh, series. We'll get to we'll get to video games here in a minute. I I, I am interested in your take on the Red Dead. Redemption, but I don't want to lose the steam that we have and in diving into streaming shows. So I think there was one show that maybe we all got to watch. Um, I, I think it was on Netflix. I'm not okay with this. Yes. 
that's the actual name of the title. It's not that I'm not okay with this. It's this is the actual title. Matt, show. Calm down. It's okay. I'm not okay with that joke. So <laughs> to, to, uh, we're making jokes about it now, but for a, a, a few minutes in our in our text conversation, Santa, I, I didn't really understand what you were saying when you said that I'm watching, I'm not okay with this. And I'm like, what are you not okay with? <laughs> So, uh, uh, Nicole, can you give us the rundown? Uh, usually I ask Santa for this, but I'm going to ask for your take. What is the rundown plot synopsis of the TV show? I'm not okay with this. And is it totally original or is it based off of something? I believe it's based off a comic book, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's your basic, I think adolescent teenager gets, um, hits puberty and, and therefore get some some crazy superpowers fails all this time and we it's uh the protagonist is a teenage girl but it's i think her powers sometimes end up causing her more more trouble than than being something that's helpful and useful and and uh her superpowers santa are very uh gene gray-esque if yeah. we wanted to tie back to x-men yeah, with a show like that, when like you don't really know if it's actual she has powers or it, or it's just like images in her mind. Like you see shows like this before, where it, it's just like you know wishful uh, thinking. Not necessarily wishful thinking, but just like they're they're yeah they're just unreliable narrative. Yeah, they're they're fantasies. You know, like they 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 uh, teenage angst. You know, they 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 want it. They want to lash out at the world, but they can't you know, because they, they don't have powers. But in this show, they, she actually does have powers, and then, and then she does lash out at the world and, and, and you know, in sometimes uh, bloody, bloody, you know, bloody ways. Yeah, yeah, extremely bloody ways because they had one scene that was sort of out of context. You, you thought to either be a future scene or a hallucination, um, but uh yeah uh the main character her name is escaping me now well that's a podcast fail um so we'll we'll okay. call her who wants to google this real quick if only we had the internet available to us otherwise we're just going to call her jean sydney. sydney sydney yes sydney um is running down the street of a local neighborhood pretty much covered in blood a la Carrie. And it's not just a little bit of blood, Cameron, it's a lot of blood. Have you, have you been able to catch up on the show? Oh yeah, I, you know, you guys asked me to watch it and I think I watched like the first, like five of seven episodes the night you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, They're 30 minutes and it goes real fast and it's pretty engaging. Very easy to binge watch. Um, really good storytelling. I I thought um, the characters are really really good, um, and it, it 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 builds fast. Definitely builds yeah. fast. Um, so, what do you think, Cameron? Um, overall, I liked it a, a lot. Um, I don't know if we want to get into spoilers yet. We are a spoiler full podcast, Cameron. Okay, spoiler so, away. spoilers away. So I didn't like that they kept showing her covered in blood, you know, multiple times as like a, a like a thing they were dangling in front of us to get our attention because 
it kind of gave away the climactic event. Like you knew that she was either going to kill somebody intentionally, kill somebody accidentally, or there was going to be some sort of like uh, prank pulled on her where she got pig blood dumped on her, you know? And they were referring to Carrie and like it was a reference there, but I was what, when the climactic scene happened and she blew the guy's head off, yeah. It wasn't like, holy shit, she blew the guy's... I mean, I felt like, holy shit, she blew the guy's head off. But it was like, okay, now I know how that thread ends. It wasn't like a complete, like, out of nowhere, like, holy shit, she blew the guy's head off, and I had no reason to see that coming. I had mm-hmm. a, I had ample reason to see that coming. It was more of just like a waiting for the piece to fall into the place, you know? I'll give you one and so more. I feel like they stole it. They stole the something from themselves there. Well, I'll give you one more camera. I, I spoiled myself. So I hypothesized oh, yeah. what could possibly happen. And because uh-huh. she had so much anger to some of uh, the characters in the show, I actually said, you know, what happens if she gets so angry that she just, you know, makes some guy explode? And spoiler alert, that's exactly what happens. And yeah. The, the final episode. Uh, you know what has to happen to somebody else because she's covered in blood and she's not bleeding. I, right. I was slightly worried it was going to happen to her her friend or her her guy friend or you know interest or yeah that would have been sadder if it had happened to a sympathetic character. It would have been sadder. They they definitely you know tease the fact that her powers were dangerous it could harm people. Um, she she definitely had a moment in the bowling alley with her friend where I was like, ooh, you know, I hope he's not the guy that ends up, you know, uh, on the on the negative end of the bloody explosion. Um, but uh, but yeah, it 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 happened. Um, so I think either Santa or Cameron gave us the the bad news though, because we're only one season in Santa, and what is the prognosis for season two? It's it's canceled. They say due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. Fuck COVID nineteen. So that's really sad because you know that all those actors, you know, I don't I don't know. It seemed like there wasn't a, as much buzz around this, but. Everyone I know who watched it liked it, so presumably they had a good thing going. And it's like, hey, COVID is preventing us from filming, and you're going to be too old when we can film again. So forget it, you know? Yeah, and they they definitely left the last episode on a cliffhanger. Uh, oh yeah, where apparently maybe you know there is a Yoda or Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, persona that is going to help her harness her powers now that she's fully you know uh realized what those powers were and we're just never going to find out uh do we think that the obi-wan kenobi was her dad the the mystery character at the end or do we know because we've read the comic books in the comic, so I read a spoiler of the comic books, and in the comics, it's, I guess, more clear that it's just a figment of her imagination. So, I don't think they would have gone that route in the show. Hmm. What about you, Santa? Uh, enjoyed it? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? I liked it, but 
there was there was there was just a, a string of a lot of shows that came out around the same time or where it was you know teenage stuff with like you know not not ya but uh what's the what's the one before ya that's they're 17 that's okay YA. that's why yeah there's like like rom-coms and and other other things that involved you know 17 year old girls you know and so, yeah and and netflix is i don't know how new it is but the, the the top 10 the the daily you know what's popular and stuff that that's a good way to be able to to to, to find something to watch that's that's already popular so you don't have to scroll and to, to find something mm-hmm. but it's like a show like that was in the top 10 for maybe a day or two and then, it, and then you know, it's got replaced by by you know the new stuff. Yeah, so that just was releasing new stuff every week. Uh, I'm not sure how much I trust that thing because it said Smurfs Two was in the top ten for me. Yeah, there was some random. There's always there was some, always some random movie like at number eight or nine from like you know the early aughts that was like, why is this popular? Who? Why are yeah, it's like I don't believe you. Well, another thing that was interesting about the show is. It almost seemed like it didn't really happen in today's timeline, so to speak. Yeah, I had trouble with that too. Like, it, I got a little annoyed because I felt like they were trying to profit off like the '80s, '90s aesthetic that's super popular right now, but they didn't want to like fully commit to setting it in that era. It could have just been filmed in the Northwest, like in Portland, so it just looked like the '90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, they were there, so like the they kind of hedged themselves well because the people the people were like you know working class. They didn't have a lot of money, and so it's like, is it the '90s or are they just poor? You know, like they don't have cell phones, but maybe it's just because the people in that town don't have that much money or something. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, the soundtrack uh, definitely was not current. Um, I actually enjoyed the soundtrack, learned a few songs. Uh, I definitely knew uh, the, the Pixie song uh, that they had uh, in the final episode where they're all getting ready for the dance. Um, there was another song that they also did like a montage for, which uh, is by a band called Prefab Sprout. And the song is called "The King of Rock and Roll," and uh, it's up there in uh, uh, top songs with misheard lyrics. Um, uh, so yeah, "I Want Cookie" is what I remember. In fact, that's what I actually Googled because uh, I thought it sounded like a David Bowie song. And so I I just Googled "I Want Cookie" lyrics, and it actually came up with. The song that says no you, you don't want cookie it's they're actually saying albert cookie which really has nothing to do with the title of the song and the lyrics were rather uh strange for the lack of a better word to describe them uh but but yeah this the songs were not of a contemporary period more of 80s or 90s songs uh so yeah um, it seemed. I feel like the soundtrack was good though, because it seemed like exactly what um, angsty teenagers who feel like they have some sort of unique insight into musical truth would listen to. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. You know. Very emo-ish. Uh, I or uh, I. You know. I've heard of that 
song before you have, so to speak. Right, yeah. And that's me opening up a beer because it's not a guy girl Santa podcast if we're not all drinking. Um or yeah. Must be nice. Oh, you're not drinking tonight, Nicole? No, I'm drinking. I had some water and I had some apple juice earlier. That was pretty good. Good for you. Good for you. Take these that apple. I can't resist the apple juice. I've had a lot of it. <laughs> it it's good stuff. <laughs> um, so there was another show, uh, Santa, that you all have delved into that I was promoting uh, many, many podcasts ago, and that is the uh, Karate Kid sequeling of the TV show Cobra Kai. Uh, I heard a lot of chit-chat from y'all. I think you kind of dug the season one of Cobra Kai, maybe less so season two, but I understand. Um, So let's hear your take about uh, the the Cobra Kai TV series, which had somewhat of a extra attention given to it because it initially was uh, um, distributed on YouTube Red, which required you to sign up for that, which I did because... I, I have a guilty pleasure for the Gratty Kid, but they recently uh, redistributed on Netflix, and so it had sort of a kind of a second wave of resurgence. So thoughts on Cobra Kai? It's nowhere near as fun to watch if you've never seen Karate Kid. I'll tell you that much. I I, I agree. I think you needed to have um, yeah. some context to get some of the inside jokes. It is, it is not, you can't just jump into it. I kept having to ask Santonite things. And... There were a lot of flashbacks. Can you see a Karate Kid lexicon, or can you just have seen the movies? Uh, I, I felt there was some several inside jokes that you kind of had. But, like, I remember, like, the stupid skeleton costume that he put the kid in. I was like, that's a normal skeleton costume. What's the big deal? And then they showed the flashback later. I was like... Mm-hmm. Or that would have made a lot more sense. Or when Ralph Macchio's character, Daniel LaRusso, was uh, training uh, uh, William Zaka, Johnny's kid, um, and training him by teaching him how to, you know, sand the floor or wax the car. And he's very frustrated and he gets angry and he goes, Oh, this is my favorite part. And you might be saying, why is this your favorite part? And if you didn't know about how uh, Mr. Miyagi uh, trained Danielson in the movies, you may not get that inside joke, as one example. Overall, I, I, I like the show. Uh, not, none of the characters, I mean, the characters were good. They're just not good people. <laughs> Every single person on that show is an awful human being uh, <laughs> with no even Daniel son yes oh, oh yeah Daniel you actually I think hate more than you Johnny maybe he's Johnny he's is like a flawed character that you maybe feel sorry for at certain moment times but he certainly is his own enemy but but Nicole even or even maybe even not even especially Daniel is is it kind yeah. of a he's this slimy used car salesman now with a ton of money yeah, who's still clinging? I heard that he gives uh, he gives away a bonsai to every person who buys a car. 
Yeah, and it's so pathetic how, like, they advertise how he won a karate tournament when he was in high school. This just, like, made me cringe so hard. Because as an adult... That's exactly what a used car salesman would be. <laughs> you're, you're 40-something, and you're holding on to an achievement that you made when you were 17 years old. Is that the peak? I mean, that's... Like, that? That might have been his peak. That's I classic, don't know. though. It's just so sad, and it reminds me of, like, real people who peaked when they were 17. It's just, it just wasn't good. Like I, it's I like he's it. resonant. He's resonant. With two kids, and you know, and he's obviously got money, but his, you know, his greatest accomplishment was, you know, that that thing. That yeah, not kick. his family, not building a business. Yeah. Was uh, which which of the movie love interests did he settle down with? None of them. It would have been funny if they'd done a callback there. They're supposed mm-hmm. to bring her back, I think, in season three. Or yeah, season. I mean, right now, season three is full of potential, you know, additional characters. So from the original movie, okay, so Mr. Miyagi is deceased. Um, Pat Morita died, you know, long before this series was 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 filmed um they definitely do a lot of callbacks to him of course um but you have uh daniel larusso you have johnny lawrence um the, you know basically the evil blonde guy from the first movie um you do see appearances from uh daniel's mother um they they did cast the same actress um, they have some callbacks to some characters that maybe were referred to but maybe not seen as much so like uncle louie um uh and and then at the end of season one and pretty much through season two they bring back uh martin cove's character uh crease who is the you know evil sensei uh from pretty much he was actually in all three movies um more so focused on in karate kid part one and three he had a a few a brief scene in, at the beginning of Karate Kid 2. Um, but they bring him back, and he's actually still solid. Oh, and in season two, they actually bring back um, almost all of uh, Johnny's, uh, you know, gang, quote-unquote, so to speak, his fellow Cobra Kai students. Uh, they make an appearance, and, 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 and uh, Santa, they are not looking quite as as fit and robust as William Zadka uh, is as an actor. Th- these guys are looking definitely more aged, um, but they can apparently still, you know, uh, pull a punch, so to speak. Did you get the inside joke where, um, um, is, okay, I have to get my characters right. So there's Johnny, Bobby, okay. Yeah, Bobby is the guy that, uh, had the infamous line and in, in one uh, put him in the body bag. Uh, and in season two, he's actually, I guess, diagnosed with cancer or something. So they have like one big like hurrah. Um, and uh, they, you know, as sort of this, you know, cancer send off and then he finally dies and they actually put Bobby in a body bag. Or maybe it's not Bobby. There, there's so many E's with his um, character. So I have to Google this. So Karate Kid Body Bag, who's the character? Santa, do you know? Spoilers if you do. I, I do not. I, was, uh, so we're talking about from the 
He's the one that's he did, he's not the one that that. Oh, Tommy. Okay, so Tommy is the one that says put him in a body bag. Bobby is the guy who faced Daniel in the semifinals of of one, uh, where he follows Kreese's order to sweep the leg. Well, no, it's not sweep the leg, but you know, put him out of commission, and he, he starts. He, he starts the injury. Yeah, he kicks him in the knee. And, you know, he apologizes. Yeah, so the one character they didn't have was Dutch, um, who was the blonde-haired curly guy um, that uh, had a lot of uh, funny lines. One thing that I learned this week was, uh, so uh, uh, his, his, the actor who played Dutch uh, was named Chad McQueen, who is actually the son of famous Hollywood actor Steve McQueen. You know who Steve McQueen is, Cameron? I definitely know the name. Uh, I just know he's like a famous actor from like back in the day. Like Back in the day, there was the movie 16. Bullet, uh, which yeah. has one of the most famous Hollywood car chase scenes. Um, uh-huh. They, they yeah. couldn't get Chad McQueen, a.k.a. Dutch, to show up, so... But they have definitely teased, uh, or there has been not maybe a tease, but uh, suspicions that um, some of the other characters from the movies that we might see at the end of season two, there was a tease that maybe we might see um, Andy or Allie. Allie is the female interest from the first movie played by Elizabeth Shue, mm. uh, who went on to do... Uh, some movies like uh, Leaving Las Vegas with Nick Cage, well-known actress. Um, we might see her. We might see Terry Silver, uh, who played uh, uh, Martin or Kreese's um, uh, fellow Vietnam buddy in Karate Kid Part Three. There has even been rumors that we might see uh, Sean Mike Barnes, who played the the nemesis for Daniel Russo's character in Karate Kid Part 3 as well. So, uh, new season three coming out. It's going direct to Netflix. And even though Santa says that season two was not as good as season one, I am still going to watch season three, and I encourage you all to do the same. Santa, are you at least going to give season three a shot? I might check out an episode or two by Did myself. you finish season two? No, I have not finished season two yet. You uh, can't get Nicole to watch it, is basically what you're saying. No. Yeah. Nicole's going to tap out. <laughs> yeah. Nicole's tired. No. So, <laughs> Nicole, what, what about you? Uh, any Anything uh, that you've dived deep into recently on your streaming services or movies or otherwise? Well, there's... We we did rent the new Bill and Ted movie. Bill and Ted three face the music. What do you think? Yeah, no wait. So before I ask this, have you seen either Bill and Ted one or two? I have definitely seen the first Bill and Ted. I don't think I've seen the second one. Or if I did, I fell asleep during it. I think one was probably more important than two in order to catch up to this movie, but knowing two is 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 helpful when it comes to the character death. I uh, I think it was a good uh, pandemic movie. It was a great movie to rent and just sit on your couch and watch, and then not have to think too hard. 
So what, what service is it on? I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to. You have to rent it through Fandango. We rent it through Fandango. Oh, okay. But you can rent it through other things. Yeah, it's got a, a bunch of different ways Google you can Play. watch it. Do you do you think, Nicole, that when you said it was pandemic friendly, was it was it something that was better distributed digitally as opposed to having the box office, you know, receipts of of everybody actually going to the film theaters to actually go watch this thing? I would say, like, because COVID affects older people, having them, that many people in a movie theater <laughs> would have probably been, a, like, a super spreader event, so. Yeah. Uh, and the it, demand would have been that high. I, I guess there's a lot of Gen Xers that love Bill and Ted. Yeah. I know I do. Those are people in their late 40s, early 50s who really want to see this movie. I think, I think it's, it's... So me and Santa and I see a lot of movies in the theater. We're, we were, before the, the pandemic, we would go to the theater like once or twice a month, minimum. We saw Sonic on Valentine's Day. That, that was the, the last movie we saw in theaters. I'm still mad that that's the last movie we saw. Because we were in the shitty theater. It should have been Bad Boys for Life that you watched last, but you ended up watching Sonic. And by shitty, shitty movie theater, you mean it didn't have the reclined seats? It, it did not. not have reclined seats. No. Oh, that's key. Cool. Um, but Bill and Ted, so we, we probably would have seen that in theaters. Just That's just because of who we are, though. Um, I'm perfectly, it, seeing in the theater wouldn't have added anything to the experience. It didn't benefit from being on a, on a big screen or with a lot of people. Yeah. You don't think I, audience participation would have uh, enhanced the experience just because everybody I, getting the jokes together and stuff? Maybe, but... I don't know, Santa. I don't really think there was that many like aha, you know, you know, moments like you might have in watching like Cobra Kai or like ah, I see what they did there. A little bit less so because they, because they, they didn't. I mean, other than death, I mean, George Collins dead. They didn't bring back the the two princesses, or they had different actresses play them. So it's not like there were any surprise cameos. Dave Grohl, but it's like yeah, I mean. There yeah. were moments that made you smile, like seeing their two daughters interact, just kind of made me grin. I don't think it would have had a great audience participation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was good if I had to use a word uh, from Cameron. You know, it was I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, he, he, Is that my word? It, it was it was it was good. It was fun. It was clever. I'm glad that they went back to the you know first movie's uh, roots of you know tying into time traveling and using the phone booth. I I I, I feel like that's a very unique approach. And and you know if you know uh, just like the Lori in the phone booth, in in, in sort of my you know pop culture becomes a, you know, trying traveling, you know, vehicle. The, the, the challenge that I've always felt with the Bill and Ted movies was something that was kind of screwed up from the get-go, but I mean, who knew? They, they had no idea there was going to be sequels. Mm -hmm. Was that um, they write a song that saves the world. So at some point in time, Cameron, you have to hear that song, right? And whatever it's going to be, it's it's going to be a letdown, right? I mean, how yeah, is somebody like going to record it? Yeah, how are you going to record a song that's going to save the world? Much less these guys were into, you know, you know, hair metal. Um, 
Yeah, mindless hair metal songs, you know, Bon Jovi, you know, Led Zeppelin to some extent, Motley Crue, like nobody said that that song was going to save the world uh, or, or any of those songs. Well, it's like um, there was a trend in the hair metal era in the late 80s of like all these acts doing like a social consciousness song, like Scorpion did uh, Winds of Change. And right. like that was following Balance. us, like on like uh, like Live Aid and like the do they know it's Christmas after all thing where all the musicians came together, um, and so like I think it's partially like a send up of that concept, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean I'm not gonna dwell on Bill and Ted, uh, Cameron. You haven't really watched it yet. I. I, I think it was good, and I'm I'm glad that Keanu Reeves and uh, you know the guy who played Bill, I always Alex Winter, Alex Winter, you know, followed up on their commitment to actually do this movie because they had been talking about it for the longest time, and good for them to actually follow up with it, and good for them to uh, figure out how to you know do an homage to George Carlin, um, who is deceased, and they got his daughter to appear in the film. So good, good on them for that. Um, the only other TV, uh, thing that I wanted to call out is, uh, Santa, we've got Mandalorian season two coming up. Uh, I think October 30th or 31st, 30th maybe. That's a Friday, the 30th. Yeah. Cause Halloween's on Saturday. Yeah. Um, as you noted that, we probably know what the fate is of Baby Yoda at this point in time. He's not dying in this season. <laughs> Don't spoil it now. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Nicole, oh, you were hoping that, he, that Baby Yoda was going to die? No, I'm saying because he's not in the he's not in the sequel trilogy. He's nowhere to be found. So what? You know where is he? So I'm assuming he's going to die at some he's point. He's not going to die. <laughs> he's going to go to a farm upstate. He's going to go. He's going to go to his home planet. He doesn't need to get involved yet. He has several years before his powers will become home. I mean, eight, you know, Yoda was 800 before he got really powerful. So and they're going to tie him into the uh, the Ray Solo movie that they're going to do. No, I mean no. the Ray Skywalker movie, the Ray Sk- Skywalker Solo movie. Nicole is skeptical about all the references <laughs> here. Uh, I I do think that the chances of dying are pretty low because, as Santa said. Uh, we didn't get a Baby Yoda doll last season and uh, last, you know, Christmas season and the next Christmas season is upon us and if they don't capitalize on that now, they're, when? They're doing, uh, starting in October, they're doing Mando Mondays, which is a new toy. It's going to be unveiled or released every Monday. Oh, uh, wow. The first one that's coming up is a, a Baby Yoda slash the child Lego set. Hmm. Where you build, uh, yeah, that, that's the first thing that's coming out. Hmm. Yeah, so they're definitely gonna, they're gonna have, a, there's gonna be a ton of Baby Yoda stuff this Christmas. That's great. I, I, so I heard one, some... can't have it come soon enough. So uh, I thought season one was awesome. Got nominated for a few Emmys. Definitely left a teaser. Awesome characters. I felt like they again had captured the true essence of what was Star Wars that was great and and left out everything that was flawed with Star Wars after the original trilogy. Cameron, 
Are you looking forward to it? I'm certainly looking forward to it, um, especially if it's like if, if it's just just as good as the first season. That'll be enjoyable, and I I appreciate that the first season had a number of just one-off episodes where you know there was an ongoing plot, but there was also then there was just a nice self-contained thing. Yeah, so I I I'm looking forward to it. I read some rumor that maybe you guys can comment on was that Pedro Pascal like left halfway through the series, like he was. There's creative differences, and apparently the suit sucked to wear, and he like tried to try to go over the showrunner's head and like go to whoever like the Disney producer was, and the Disney producer sided with the people making the show, hmm. and they're just like, "Get the fuck out." Um, yeah, I don't know how that, that worked. I did not hear that rumor, but I feel like you could easily, you know, sub in because. We haven't really seen Pedro Pascal. So as long as they can find the audio dub that at least sounds yeah. close to Boba Fett, which I don't think that would be hard. He, he, he does not have a stronghold on what are you going to do, recast me? And they're going to be like, right. yeah, because no. nobody's ever seen you. Well, so the dispute was that he wanted to have a scene with his helmet off. I don't know if it was because he wanted more of his face on screen or because apparently the, the suit itself was uncomfortable and he just wanted to film more scenes where he didn't have to wear the thing on his face. But um, yeah, he tried to go over their heads and it backfired on him. And yeah, like his gripe was not having his face shown and it's like, no, your face is never gonna be shown ever now. <laughs> Santa, do you know anything about this? You're, you're, you're tied into the spoilers. It was, it was about, they were trying to say it was about the Emmys thing Basically, he wasn't eligible for an Emmy because he didn't play the character in every episode. Because there was, they used, there were like three episodes where it wasn't even him in the suit because okay. they, had, uh-huh. they had doubles and stunt doubles. So you know, if you wanted to be able to you know win an Emmy and, and you have that, you know your face being seen. So I don't know if these are true rumors or not. And and I, I could that that, is, that holds water though. He is replaced easily replaceable because like people don't know, you know. If you you know, I've seen the men. You know, like people will say they've seen the Mandalorian, but they may not be able to name the actor. You know, yeah, like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Some people won't even know really what Pedro Pascal actually looks like. I mean, yeah. I if you ever watch like Game of Thrones or Narcos, he hasn't really been in much, and so yeah, I mean, much. I, I named two big shows, but two major shows, but still, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I think we'll probably spend a lot of time talking about that, which I'm looking forward to because, quite honestly, this podcast needs content. Um, one, con- one content that we're not getting is MCU movies. Um, so we did have a, a, a tragedy uh, happen in the last month, Cameron, uh, where... Uh, uh, the, the actor that played uh, uh, Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, uh, succumbed to, to cancer. Um, were you as shocked as I was when somebody who I think was maybe 40-ish, 39, 41, somewhere around that? 41, uh, I'm pretty sure. Because, uh, I mean, I did not know that he had cancer. It seems like most of Hollywood did not know he had cancer as well. 
I don't think anybody outside his circle knew because the reaction from everything I read on the internet was everybody was shocked and nobody had any idea. Like there was no rumor or even suspicion that he had cancer until the announcement was made. Mm -hmm. Nicole, I know you're a big Black Panther fan. What was your reaction when hearing the sad news? I thought it was, I didn't think it was real at first. Um, I hadn't heard any rumors about him being sick. No. I heard, I saw some people were speculating about that because he lost a certain amount of weight. Yeah, he was looking really sick. Yeah. But he was in, uh, for having that late stage of cancer, he was in a lot of action-oriented movies in a short period of time. So it just never crossed my mind that he could be dealing with a terminal illness. Yeah, definitely unexpected. Um really sad i don't want to dwell on it because it's just going to make me more sad but he definitely made the film black panther was definitely an awesome standalone film just by itself much more so helping tie into um the uh you know thanos storyline that had been building over the 21 movies uh was set to become a major Avenger leader. Um, now that we have Iron Man moving on, as well as Captain America, Santa, what, what's the strategy here? If you're, you know, an, a, uh, you know, a contributor to, you know, this next phase of, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, do you, do you recast Black Panther? Do you spin the story into something else where maybe, you know, somebody else that we know from a previous movie now becomes Black Panther? How do you spin it? They're, they're not going to recast them, uh, but they, and then there will be a new Black Panther, but uh, this, I mean, your speculation is it's going to be Shiri or another female. Ooh. Uh, but as far as like leadership of the Avengers or what, the new Avengers going forward, uh, it's it, it's unknown because it's like they all. I mean, not to sound sexist, but I mean, it's obviously going to be a male lead. Of course, why would it be? Theme. I mean, this is the twenty first century, twenty second. <laughs> obviously, going to be a male. No, well, I mean, we like, all know that it, there. A, a woman could never really carry that. that. Yeah, I mean, Nicole. we all know that Captain <laughs> Marvel's going to flop, and, and she's going to screw things up. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, and, and it's not going to be Spider Man because he's in a different universe. Also, because he's a little yeah. teenager. Yeah, he's a teenager. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't maybe, really make sense. Maybe, maybe a Doctor Strange, but I mean, he's, I don't know. He's he's a little weird for that role, isn't he? I feel like Benedict I feel like I feel like Paul Rudd could maybe carry it if he wanted to. He's too old and useless. Oh, please. Have I'll you seen the commercials? Like he, he's a millennial. The millennial. What are you talking about? You've seen the, the commercials. They, they pretty much confirmed uh, uh, Ant-Man 3, which I don't remember that having been announced or anything during their last uh, big uh, Comic-Con event last year. It wasn't part of the Phase 4. Uh, I don't recall, mm -hmm. but... Uh, they had announced a timeline. They had announced a timeline for uh, Black Panther two, right? Like that was on the calendar, wasn't it? it no, it was not. Uh, no, okay. Yeah. 
as far as what's next is is Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi, uh, Doctor Strange, and a fourth Thor movie. Those were the, the movies that were announced at the last thing last year. Yeah. So long ago. I wonder if any of them are in jeopardy because of COVID. Black Widow is the biggest one because that's a prequel and that can be that can be done on the streaming service. Uh, yeah. They, the reason we won't see it. The danger I mean, is not that we like won't multiple see it. trailers for it. Is that in the can? I mean, it's in a, it's it's supposed to like set up a a character for. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be. It's not gonna set up the next major villain, but it might set up some some other smaller ones. Uh, but I don't think it's gonna. It's not. It's not super important. It's it's basically gonna be the Incredible Hulk of Phase Four. <laughs> I mean, I guess it just feels stupid that they're even having this movie. They should have had it two years ago. Yeah, and I'm sure I, they feel that way too now. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard that um, a. Uh, She-Hulk is on the timeline somewhere as far as being either a TV show or a movie that gets produced. Yeah, and then, uh, on, on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Is there a timeline for when it's expected? They just they just cast uh, the main... Uh, uh, Jennifer yeah, Walton. that's what I was going to say. Tatiana Mouse something. Maslani, yeah. So she, the only probably way you'd know her, she's in a few things, but... Her big role is Orphan Black, which I don't know if you guys have watched that, but it's amazing. The first one or two seasons is incredible because she's basically like playing six different people because they're clones and they all have different accents and they pretend to be each other. So she has like, she's faking an accent of somebody faking an accent, if that makes sense. And all of it like comes through very believably. I, I Just a quick shout out to that show. I'd recommend it. That's on Netflix, right? I think. I think that's where I. Remember. We watched it on Amazon, but who knows where it's at now? What's uh, the latest on Wandavision? Got a trailer. There's a trailer, but I don't know if they're gonna release that this this year because they they just delayed a uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier to next year because that was supposed to be out in August, but they had to they had to stop filming. Uh, due, due to COVID, and then there was like something, a uh, hurricane or something, and when in, in, in one of the countries they were filming, and that's been delayed. But then, yeah. uh, WandaVision looks like it's done. Uh, they that was supposed to be second after Falcon, but now they can. I mean, it's not a, you know, it's it, it's supposed to lead into Doctor Strange, because that's the the you know uh, Wanda has a big role in that movie apparently, and. Hmm. And if you guys know anything about her, her character and her powers in the comics, uh, this this trailer definitely uh, uh, shows a lot. And, and uh, it, it it in the comics it takes a dark turn. So I don't know if they'll do that for the show. I, I hope it does. Uh, it looks like I'm going to be sad watching it. Yeah. I, you know I can't get really that excited about WandaVision, Cameron. Um, as my wife reminded me, it's two characters that maybe aren't the most, you know, audience appealing with uh, yeah, um, and, and uh, the Scarlet Witch. Well, I like Elizabeth Olsen a lot. I think she's a good actor. Um, so that helps. Uh, and I also just like the premise that it, it seems to borrow some kind of idea from like a 
like an old fashioned like sitcom type situation. I don't know, but then kind of turns it on its head. So it, it seems like an interesting premise to me. I'll definitely watch it when it's there. And switching gears to the DC universe, Wonder Woman 1984, Nicole delayed again. Are they just pushing back the inevitable and they should really just go straight to digital? Or are we going to actually wait and see this in theaters? Or is it going to be a hybrid? I don't know. Um, I just don't know how anybody's going to make that much money off of a movie in theaters until there's a vaccine. Especially with the fall surge that is being predicted right now, right? I mean... Things and probably going to get worse before they get better again. And I'm not sure, like, I, I don't know how the licensing works. Um, so I don't know if it's, like, super practical to do the hybrid because then you have to deal with the theaters and the streaming services. I think, Santa, they would go with the hybrid approach very quickly if the box office was not solid after the first week or two for, yeah. for Wonder Woman. Tenet, which is another Warner Brothers movie, has made $31 million so far, and it's been out maybe a month now. And that was supposed to be their big, you know, one of the one of their big summer tentpoles along with Wonder Woman. Uh, Can we talk about how ridiculous it is in their commercials to tout it's the number one movie, you know, <laughs> out there when it's yeah. also the only, <laughs> the only movie, movie out there. That's out there. Go see it. You have no choice. You got to yeah. take the wins where you get them. <laughs> and we get the, the like kind of local ad where they're like big movies are back in Nashville. Are they? All right. Yeah. Well, it's like I really want to see that movie, and I think it would have done perfectly fine if COVID wasn't a thing. Like, like COVID really is um, hurting them. And so the the analysis I heard was if it's like a kids movie, like one of the I forget which major fairly major kids movie they released straight to video. And it did the like trolls. seventy million dollars. Yeah, the trolls. Yeah, it did like seventy million dollars. That's also um, because but, kids were downloading it from the internet because their parents did not have the parental control set up. Right, and they were all at well, home, and they were just, you know, believe me, if if Nora, your daughter, could have figured out yeah. how to download it, she would have. I mean, somebody chose to purchase it, even if it was a five-year-old. Um, <laughs> so, so, so they made their money. They they did well. But then Tenet did terribly, so it's like, if you're a kid's movie, maybe go streaming. But if you're an adult's movie, definitely don't release it in theaters because you're not going to get the cash you need. I think, I don't know if there's a data point to say, like, what would have Tenet done if they had just released it for $30 online to rent? Because I would definitely pay $30 to watch that movie. No, let's go back to $20, like Bill and Ted was. $20 is good. Yeah, sure. Point I, the point is, is like I'll pay to see a movie like that because it's our only option. Like, all four of us would go see Tenet in theaters if these were normal times, but they aren't, so we can't. Um, and I'm, as far as I know, there's no way I can give somebody twenty dollars to see that movie right now. Yeah, totally. Uh, so it's you know reboots again, or. In some cases, just continuation slash reboots. Um, Matrix Four is coming out. Uh, I good. don't feel like it's needed, but they're putting it out there nonetheless. Um, uh, I learned that 
uh, Will Smith at one point in time when the original Matrix was potentially going to be cast as Neo, and he turned it down for Wild Wild West. So, wow, can you believe that? Yeah, talk about a swing and a miss there. Um, yeah. They are rebooting The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as well. Probably not going to watch it past the first episode because it's going to be terrible, Cameron, right? I mean, I think... Um... You know, Philip Banks will be missed in that show, for one. Um, but also, yeah, I, if the writing's great, I mean, I actually was into the reboot of Roseanne before she said crazy racist shit. Um, so I think it's if, if the writing's good, the show will be good no matter what. They're making but it a drama, though. I'm skeptical. How did you make it a drama? They're going to make it into a drama because there was that, uh, somebody made a fan-made trailer of The Fresh Prince opening as like a or like a trailer as you know as a drama and it was like it went viral will smith saw it and he loved it and now yeah they want to make a like like set it more like in modern times and more realistic mm. yeah Hard. that's all the other reason why it's going to fail i mean <clears throat> yeah i do not want to see that or are, you, um, are you going to watch it we should just do a remake of wild wild west with Lil nas <laughs> 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 That's your million dollar idea today. Little Nas and Billy Ray. I would. You I heard would it here first. That's a uh, good pandemic movie, right? I, I, Daniel Day Lewis. Right now, Nicole, because you have just hit, you know, pop entertainment culture gold. That, I think so. That, that should have happened last year. <laughs> uh, or you could do like. One podcast we should do is like if you took two films and put them or two different entertainment things and merge them together, Cameron. So Wild Wild Westworld. That 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 I think oh, there you go. some legs. Yeah. So did you see the last season of Westworld, Cameron? No, we don't have HBO and um, there's a number of things that I would like to sub- subscribe to HBO to watch. Um but nobody had really great things to say about the third season of Westworld. It, 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 we may be done now. I mean, it was just not good. There was brief moments of goodness. Season two was struggling, and season three may have had a half an episode that was good, but otherwise, Westworld just missed the mark. So, it's like you're you can you have to have an end goal, or your thing just spirals into nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, another reboot that they're doing is Saved by the Bell. Santa, uh, were you a Saved by the Bell guy? I, I, I was, you know, as a kid. But, you know, going back now, it's like that show, Zach Morris is the worst ever. They're all awful. Isn't there like this video segment about how, say, you know, Zach is a terrible person? Yeah, there, there's like a, I don't know if it's a YouTube thing. but it, It's a YouTube thing. Amazon, but it, there's also a podcast now uh, that that uh, Mark Paul Gosler is uh, like a guest on every week, where they go through each episode and talk about how terrible Zach Morris is. Yeah, <laughs> so I've been actually been listening to that podcast. It's called Zach to the Future. Um, I don't highly recommend it, but I do recommend it. They're actually uh, uh, Nicole going through their, a rewatch of every single episode of Saved by the Bell, which I think was a bit of a stretch, but hey, it's COVID. What else is Mark Paul Gosselaar doing at this time besides producing a reboot of Saved by the Bell? 
Um, but they, you know, we, we've talked about in the past about how sh some shows like Seinfeld, if they did them today, they couldn't do just because of one reason or the other. And Saved by the Bell definitely falls in that category because it it is, um, it, it doesn't gel with the PC culture that we would be expecting today, especially when it comes to uh, um, the Me Too stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> basically, you know, Zach trying to coerce teenage girls into having sex with them. Yeah, Zach and Slater basically fight over Kelly Kapowski like she's a possession in their trophy uh, case. Um, but it is a good podcast, mainly just because um, I guess uh, Mark Paul Gossler, the actor that plays Zach, uh, doesn't watch um, his his product. He, he's never watched an episode of Saved by the Bell. And so he is actually, while we are re-watching it or reliving the episodes, he is in fact watching them uh, for the first time ever, which does have an interesting, interesting spin on it. And they do uh, occasionally call, um, I've heard at least uh, Elizabeth, Ber Elizabeth Berkeley, the character that plays Jesse Spano, uh, be called into the podcast, and I'm sure they're going to call Mario Lopez and Dennis Haskins, who played Slater and Mr. Belding. I don't think they're probably calling uh, Lark Vulveries, the character who played uh, Lisa Turtle, and I definitely know that they're probably not going to call Dustin Diamond, uh, aka Screech. Um, but it is a podcast that I do recommend, while well, I don't highly recommend it, it's fine, it, it's good. It, Give you some insights into uh, into the production of that show. That's definitely worth watching if you're a Saved by the Fell fan. So we're reaching up to the hour. Uh, did want to jump in at least a little bit in the video games. Uh, so Cameron, you've been playing Red Dead Redemption. Love the game. Yeah. Never played one, but two is awesome. What do you think? Um, I think it's cool, and I so I replayed uh, The Witcher 3 after The Witcher series came out on Netflix, and then switched to Red Dead 2 after I finished that. Um, and I, I think it's, it's a big change of pace, literally, because it feels like the whole point of Red Dead Redemption is that things actually happen at the pace they would in the Old West. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes time to get places um, like when you kill an animal, you literally like skin it and hang it on the side of your horse. Yeah. There's no, there's, there's a minimum of menu screens. They're really trying to have what's happening happen in front of you on the screen. So like your the amount of like game you're allowed to carry back to camp for food is like, literally you can fit like one on each side and a thing on the horse's butt. And if right. you like harvest pelts, you pile them up on the horse and, like it's very like visual, uh, yeah. and I just think it's pretty a, a, a unique way to go, and um, a cool trend. It makes navigating it a little cumbersome, but I, I like it a lot. It's it's a great great game. Um, been out for a while. Basically, Grand Theft Auto and the Wild Wild West. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. Santa Nicole, what are you gaming at these days? Still living that Switch life with some Animal Crossing. Yeah. 
How's, how's your Animal Crossing? Do you have your, uh, you know, vote Trump sign up in, in your house, in your farm? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to mar my precious five-star island. <laughs> is, is it a five-star? It is, yeah. I have a five-star island. Um, so Tyler, my wife, you know, we've, we, we've definitely gotten on the Switch Live. Um, we're playing new Switch games. We're definitely tapping into the old virtual console. We're looking for the next game. We, we're about to finish uh, Super Mario Odyssey, but Tyler is threatening to download the Animal, what the, what's the kingdom? What is it called? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Um, but I'm telling her, I'm just like, you know, look, nobody wants to, to visit your three-star island when they can I go would to the five-star island. island. Yeah. Also, oh, nobody yeah. needs to visit. I don't necessarily, I've never had anybody visit my island. I just like doing whatever I want to. Ooh. Well, maybe Tyler will visit your island. What about you, Santa? What are you gaming at? Uh, I don't know what I'm playing now. He's waiting for the... PlayStation 5 to come out. There's Ooh, a, tell us about that. I, there's a lot of media attention to that. It, it, it's not coming out until November 12th. Uh, I, I, I haven't secured a pre-order yet. I don't know. Uh, I may wait. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but the, the next game I'm looking forward to is the uh, Star Wars uh, Squadrons, which comes out in two weeks. Uh, you, you play as either a, a TIE fighter or an X-Wing pilot. Uh, mm. a, a campaign and there's going to be multiplayer with dog fights and stuff and there's also VR mm. uh, well, uh, that would be interesting to, to try that because I don't I, I have the VR set I just uh, I don't use it that often because there's not really a lot of great VR things so. yeah it'll be a good break from Tony Hawk yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't rag on Tony Hawk that's a great game to play Cameron are you going to finish before Cyberpunk comes out I'm definitely not going to finish Red Dead before Cyberpunk comes out because there's like, and I don't know how long the story mode is, but I'm in chapter three. Um, like it's it's a clearly a expansive game that's supposed to take time, but I will drop it when Cyberpunk comes out um, because I am really excited for that game. I am concerned though because like my system is, I've got like a three year old graphics call card and a five year old rest of the computer Ooh, so time to upgrade. maybe i don't really want to spend uh, the money to upgrade nor do i want to take the time but um cyberpunk will probably demand it if uh if i secure a ps5 you can have my ps4 okay there you go. <laughs> is it being released on ps4 yeah it's a ps4 xbox one uh, pc game Okay. I mean, I don't know how out of date my system is, but um, if it's and I don't mind not running it at max fellow. settings. Yeah, I don't mind running it at not max settings, but I want to be able to run it at good I settings. Baseline, yeah. uh, I've got the baseline stats uh, out there to, to see, you know, what, can your game run this, or can your system run this game? Yeah, but who wants to be at the bottom of that? <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm super excited about that game. I cannot wait. Well, cool. Awesome. Um, well, we covered a whole lot. Um, it was good to catch up. Um, you know, it's, it's hard and harder during these COVID times for us all to get together. Um, 
Cameron's really helpful in the fact of letting us know when he's uh, traveling uh, because that tends to make it a little bit easier for him to join us. But, you know, it, it was good catching up on all things pop culture with the At Guy Girl Santa podcast. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening uh, to us. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or wherever you might find your podcasts. Follow us at, at Guy Girl Santa, and we will certainly be getting together more often as we head into the fall and more of our favorite TV slash movie slash video games come to fruition because, hey, what else are we going to do other than watch TV films and play video games when there's nothing else to do during the COVID-19 pandemic? So... Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will catch you next time.